The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org, number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from AccuNet Mortgage and Realty. And now, here's Brian Wickert and Tim Holtman. Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, licensed real estate broker with AccuNet Realty Advisors and also the majority owner of AccuNet Mortgage, along with my son-in-law, Tim Holtman. Good morning, Brian. Thanks Good for having morning. me. Good morning. Tim is one of our senior loan consultants. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. And remember, you can get a copy, a podcast of today's show or any of our past shows, wherever you normally get your podcasts. Maybe you want to subscribe. Uh, well, last week uh, was a big week, Tim, for economic reports. Yes, indeed. Big is uh, the nice way to, to put it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a big and, week. And we have uh, we had three reports come out. And remember this, folks. Price inflation and a strong economy are bad for mortgage rates. The so enemy of mortgage rates, yes. On Tuesday, the Labor Department provided their measurement of price inflation for January at the retail level, which is called the Consumer Price Index, or mm-hmm. CPI. And unfortunately, the report showed prices were higher than what economists had expected. If you look at it, uh, and you look at core inflation, which excludes food and energy, uh, and that came in at 0.4% yep. compared to December. And economists were expecting 0.3. Right. So it's really, it's more about were they just higher than expected, mm-hmm. right? It's all about did it match expectations or was it worse or better than expectations? In this case, a little worse. Yeah. And then year over year, that core inflation was 3.9% for mm-hmm. January. Uh, and that was over and against an expectation for it to calm down to 37 Right. So stock market didn't like that. <laughs> no. Bond market didn't like Mortgage that. Mortgage rates did not like that. Mortgage rates did not like that. And so using rates reported by Mortgage News Daily, emphasis on the word daily. Daily, yeah. Because they update their rates daily. <laughs> the 30-year fixed conventional conforming rate with all the right stuff increased to 7.13%. Over 7 again. After yeah. the CPI report, whereas it was 696 the day before. Right. Um, the recent low point uh, reported by Mortgage News Daily, do you want to hazard a guess on what the recent low point was? 6.7? 6.62. all right. 6. Which 6. was 2. back in de- mid-December. Yep. Then it went up, and then it came back down, actually, to 6.63 mm-hmm. uh, on February 1st. Someone buying the median-priced home in southeastern Wisconsin, which for 2023 was $310,000 and putting 25% down, uh, if they have a, a monthly payment at 7.125, that's $77 higher. Yep. Than if it was at six point six two five, right? Seventy-seven I mean, bucks a month. Yeah, that's not a lot. No, no uh, but it, the rate with the seven sounds so much worse. It's a, it's a total mental thing at the end of the day. And you know, you and I were talking off air. It's no one. I shouldn't say no one. Very few uh, home shoppers, in my uh, opinion, are 
looking at Mortgage News Daily or some equivalent website where they are literally monitoring rates on a daily basis. So, you know, I, I kind of chuckled, and I'm sure you did too, a lot of these articles, and maybe we'll talk about some of them, though. You know, the headline is, oh, rate, rates shoot up, discouraging home buyers, you know, uh, this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, I bet you most people weren't even aware of the change or fluctuation in rates as they were home shopping. Correct. You know, they're and still going to be out there looking. And if the news is, uh, sorry, your monthly payment is going to be about 77 more dollars a month until rates come down and you refinance. I bet you the serious ones are probably not going to get uh, discouraged too much by that news. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yet it makes for good headline fodder. Of course. Yeah. Um, good I, have, I have a client that I talked to, um, and we're going to talk about it more later on the show, who got an accepted offer over the weekend. And I was kind of texting him and saying, well, okay, now here it is Monday. Uh, we got this big report that comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, do you want the bird in the hand or, <laughs> or see, you see if it gets better? And he delegated the decision to me. Oh, that's good. Which I took my father's advice, Jack Wickert, the first, and I said, um, we're locking. Yeah. And oh. so we are looking smart. And you look like a genius. Oh, well, yeah. you know, better lucky <laughs> than good. But we got him a 699 on Monday with no points and just $994 in total loan costs. And, and again, solid, we'll, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about more, more of that later. Well, then on Thursday, we got the retail sales report. Mm -hmm. Remember, two-thirds of our great economy depends on consumer spending. Not on what Boeing spends to make aeroplanes nope. or what the government spends. Just There's you and people me, deciding to go out and buy stuff and buy yeah. stuff. And so that report came in worse than expected. Yeah. Uh, the market had been expecting a drop of 0 0.3 mm -hmm. and the drop was 0 0.8. Oh, so I half a percent different. Well, that was helpful for mortgage rates. And we gained back. What did you think about a half? Uh, about a half of what we lost. lost. Yeah. Well, then along comes Friday and we learned that inflation at the wholesale level in January, that's called the producer price index. Well, <laughs> Son of a gun. That was hotter than expected again. Yeah. Up 0.5% on core inflation against an expectation of just 0.1. So that was once again unfriendly for rates. Yeah. Put it all in the blender. And if you wanted to get a $250,000 mortgage with 25% down, 780 credit or better, uh, and all the other right stuff from your friends at low overhead Acunet, we could still deliver a 6.99 rate as of Friday, and that would be with $1,560 in points with the APR 7.08. And remember that we still have our excellent special 30-year fixed money for first-time home buyers. Yep. That's for uh, households of three or more people. You can make up to 114885 for one- and two-person households. You can earn up to 99900 That rate is 6.125%. With 20% down, the APR is only 6.14. All right, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about this client that we helped get an accepted offer over the weekend. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, and that over there is Tim Holdman, my son-in-law and super senior loan consultant at AccuNet Mortgage. Good Thanks morning. A little you bit more senior every day. There you go. That's right. <laughs> Me too. All right. So on uh, Thursday, I got a, what was it? Oh, somebody clicked on the blue button. 
Nice. And, uh, and wanted help with a pre-approval. And it turned out it was a referral from Jim Cantrell, who owns Financial Strategies, a financial advisor. And Shout since out I'm to the Jim. guy that knows Jim, I thought, well, you know what? I'm not that busy. I'll contact this customer and yeah. see what's up. Because I don't... The customer got a loan directly from the boss, yeah. Brian Wicker. So uh, really strong buyers. They've been renting, interestingly. They sold their primary residence three years ago and oh. renting, but now they wanted to buy again. And they wanted to buy on a place with a little acreage. So they're looking at... And they had a place in mind, okay? Very cool. On five acres. And so we were talking strategy, got their W-2s, got the asset statements from financial strategies right away. So bing, bang, boom. Yep. Excellent credit. So I'm writing, you know, getting ready to issue the rock solid guaranteed pre-approval letter. And I say to the uh, the husband in this case, okay, so tell me about this property again. Yeah, we saw it, you know, yesterday. And then, oh, you saw it with a listing agent? Mm. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, how are you going to plan to write the offer? And you know, I was going to use the listing agent. Sure. Tell us the uh, potential <laughs> issue with that, Tim. Well, the listing agent would love that because they don't have to split their commission with a buyer's agent. Right. But you know, the way I explain it to customers is you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to write, you know, make an offer with a listing agent. But in my opinion, it's kind of a conflict of interest because the seller's realtor or the listing agent as it's commonly referred to at is they have a fiduciary responsibility to get the seller of that house, the best deal possible. Usually means right. highest purchase price, you know, so on and so forth. You know, how can that agent also simultaneously work to get you the best deal as the buyer? They can't. And and they are yeah. obligated under the Realtors Code of Ethics to treat you mm -hmm. as a customer and right. treat you fairly. But if you ask that listing agent, what do you think I should offer? The only thing that that listing agent can say is the listing price. Right. And so... Um, so luckily, we're friends with uh, attorney Pat McMahon, who's both a real estate broker and an attorney. And I said, maybe you want to consider using Pat as an attorney. Yeah. Not right. in his role. Not as, as so he's not going to get a piece of the commission. He's just going to charge you a flat fee, a, a flat fee yep. to, to write up the contract mm -hmm. so that you have the peace of mind of knowing that somebody is on your side yeah. and is explaining you know things super thoroughly. Yeah. Pat so is on. a super valuable asset. Yeah. I've, I've tapped him on the shoulder a lot for, for sale by owner transactions yeah. right. and similar thing. He won't take a cut of the commission, but he can still write up the contract and advise you as a real estate attorney, which is very right. helpful. So then I say to the buyer, well, you know, you know, let's see if we get a uh, appraisal waiver on this property. Sure. Can you give me the address? And I put it through and unfortunately it didn't get it, which okay. is even though they're making a big down payment. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it just, we, we don't get it. I checked and, one last week, same thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's because it's a little more, rural sure right not as much it's data not, out there yeah the computer systems the data just isn't there mm. to say yeah i've got a lot of data points of property <laughs> right like this. And so <laughs> yeah we didn't get that and i said uh but let me explain this idea called appraisal wiggle room and he mm. says brian i listen to your ads <laughs> i know what that is oh Oh, it's great, right? And, yeah, music and, to your ears. Yeah, music yeah. to my ears. And so they're putting enough down where, you know, we were talking about, well, how much appraisal wiggle room could you offer these people? Right, and keep your risk minimal. Yeah, yeah. and the answer was a lot. Awesome. So they ended up putting in their offer with something like $19,000 of appraisal wiggle room. That's pretty good, yeah. And, um, and with their uh, big down payment. 
And then the other key thing was that I believe the sellers are moving out of state. Okay. Okay. And so I'm not exactly sure who was the intelligent person driving this, but they found out that the um, date for occupancy was potentially important ah. to the sellers. And so they wrote their offer with a 60-day close, mm -hmm. okay, and then offered free occupancy sure. for another 60 days after that Perfect. if needed. Why is that 60-day uh, number important? <laughs> well, it's the maximum that they can legally offer to let the sellers live in the property because Fannie and Freddie's rules are if you're buying a home and you're going to call that your primary residence, you have to be able to take occupancy with no more than 60 days post-closing. Right. So if you wrote a 61-day post-closing occupancy, which I've I've seen very agents miss this detail, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it can cause an issue for uh, the financing where we have to underwrite it as a non-owner-occupied mortgage. Right, or change the contract. Right, or the easier thing is to change the contract, trust me, yeah. When we come back, well, well, I already told people what we did. They got their accepted offer. Hey. Against like four other competing offers or three or yeah. something like that. Next week, you'll have to update us on the appraisal and, and well, where that comes in. that's right, because we ordered the appraisal already, and sure. that's in the works. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's great. That's that's a fun thing. That's, when you that's help how it should go. Yeah, they write their offer, and they get it on the first try. Bam. Boom. That's but the dream. We're yep. doing all the right stuff for them. All right. Mm -hmm. When we come back, we're going to talk about an article that I saw online with some little misleading headlines. You're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Welcome back, and thanks for listening to today's show. So, Tim, uh, you know, I always just Google before we do a radio show, you know, housing market news. And so two of them came up that I wanted to address. One was from Newsweek, quoting a rate of like 6.85 on a 30-year fixed rate, which, you know, people that are in the business uh, hate the Freddie Mac <laughs> Thursday news release yeah. because it's, it's misleading. It's backwards looking and it's like over a three week average. So it'd be like if you're telling people what's the temperature today and you were reporting what was the average temperature yeah. over the over last the three last weeks, three it weeks. averaged to be this. Well, it's that's like, not what I am. Yeah, what is it today? And it's not helpful. Yeah. So as we reported earlier in the show, uh, the current uh, average 30 year fixed rate for a conforming loan in America is about a hair over 7% according mm -hmm. to Mortgage News daily because <laughs> they report the rates daily. Well, then this other, um, so that was one thing I just wanted to get out there. If you want real rates and up-to-date rates, Mortgage oh, News Daily is yeah. your friend. I'd say more often than not on my Google feed, the articles that talk about rates are not correct because they're not looking at the most recent data. And I mean, in a volatile week, which this has, this has been a volatile week for sure. Yeah. yeah. Every single day, the rate could be could significantly be up different, either up or down. And, and yet serious home shoppers aren't that glued no. uh, to that. Um, and so so let's say that uh, that's, that's one issue. Now, mm -hmm. the other thing, the other headline, and I like Redfin. Redfin is a publicly traded uh, real estate brokerage. Mm -hmm. And they have a great economics department, and they do a really good job grinding the numbers. Well, yeah. the headline... And they're a lot in a lot of places, too. Yeah, they're yeah. 400, uh, uh, and they are in Milwaukee. They have an office in Milwaukee. The other interesting thing about their business model is their agents are employees. 
Right. Not independent Not independent contractors, contractors yeah. which is, is the norm in the industry. So, anywho, their uh, February 15th um, news item says, Housing market update. Home prices and mortgage rates rise, pushing would-be sell- buyers, would-be buyers to the sidelines. And, and so, you know, that is a true statement perhaps on a national level. Right. And what I liked is they have this nice little leading indicators of um, data, you know, that they're using to support that. So they do actually quote mortgage news daily. Hey, there with it is. With a 7.09% rate mm-hmm. as of February 14th. And they say, hey, that's up from 6.75 a week earlier and up from 6.54 a year ago. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh, they note that the misleading Freddie Mac average was 6.64. <laughs> That's off by almost a half a percent. Yeah. Um, then uh, purchase applications, they're quoting the Mortgage Bankers Association mm-hmm. as being down 3% from a week earlier, up 1% from a month earlier. Oh. Okay, but down 12% year over year. So, okay, that that is an indication that... There's less activity. For sure. But we don't know if that's because of buyers or lack of inventory. Right. Then the other cool thing that Redfin does is they come up with, they've come up with their own home buyer demand index, which is a measurement of requests for home tours and quote other home buying services from Redfin agents. And sure enough, that's down 6% from a week earlier and down 18% year over year. Which, if you know, logically, if there's less uh, showings or requests for showings, that would mean there's probably less offers being made, the demand, theoretically. The yeah. demand side is down. And lastly, Google searches for homes for sale, they quote, as being down 11%. Mm. All right. So what does this mean if two things? All that matters. So those are big global national numbers, right? Yeah, that's that's national data. And that doesn't really mean it's necessarily the reality for our local market, the five county metro Milwaukee area. Well, and even within that, I have yeah. never met very few people <laughs> say, you know what, I will, I am willing to buy a house anywhere in the five county metropolitan area. So when it comes down to it, it's a what is the supply and demand dynamic mm-hmm. in, in that in those smaller markets? Yeah, yeah. in the much narrower. Uh, mm-hmm. sub market in which you are looking yourself. Right. Um, so when we come back here after the upcoming news break, um, I want to tell a story about a first time homebuyer couple that I was introduced to by the man's father looking to buy in Washington County in a specific price band and a lot of interesting things to talk about uh, with their story. Excellent. And very good students, you know, of, of this new thing to them, home buying game, but it's going to come down to, Hey, what is it like in your little band that you're looking at? Doesn't right. matter what the national numbers are no, because they may or may not apply. We'll get to that right after the news. Now it's time to turn it over to the WTMJ breaking news desk don't break the bank to get into a house back to the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj welcome back to today's show i'm brian wickert the elder here that's my son-in-law tim holdman over there hello senior loan consultant with acunet mortgage and 
So, Tim, it's, we talked a, a little earlier in the show about a nice uh, introduction we received from a financial advisor. And, you know, the other thing, when you manage to stay in business, it'll be 25 years in July. Coming up, yeah. You get the multi-generational uh, referral. Mm-hmm. So this next story is about a, a first-time home-buying couple in their mid-20s, referred by their dad, um, who we recently helped. And... Um, so the story here is looking to buy their first home in Washington County, and uh, they're thinking in the three to $400,000 range. And so they filled out a really cool online application form, which is slicker yep. than ever. Yep. Uh, and and they, they were diligent, man. They, they uploaded their pay stubs, their W-2s. I love that. Their bank statements. I mean, we had everything we needed. Right out of the gate. Yeah. yeah. Before I even talked to them a week ago <laughs> Saturday, uh, Becky was driving us somewhere in the car and so I had my laptop and we had a nice conversation. We had about a two-hour drive. And so we talked oh, for maybe about an perfect. hour of that okay. drive. And uh, a couple things that are instructive about this that I think are, it would be surprising for most of our listeners and any real estate agents too. Hmm. So the, the first thing uh, that we're working on is, uh, in this case, the wife's uh, income. Is it eligible or not? Ooh. And so this gets to a topic that I think you and David have talked about before. And it's a hot topic in mortgage lending called variable income. So, oh, Tim, yeah. what are the different kinds of variable income that we're talking about here? So, variable income is, if I were to put it in a nutshell, basically anything that is not salary. So, it could be hourly wages, it could be commission, it could be bonus income, overtime income. Those uh, are the four yeah, that okay. I was thinking there of. There you go. <laughs> so, in this case, uh, the wife had been working uh, in, I'm going to call it the HR industry or recruiting, something like that. Okay, sure. And had been paid hourly, thank goodness. Now she switched to, I'm going to call it the hospitality industry. Oh, so, so new employer entirely, new right? New employer okay. entirely and also switching industries. Yeah. And um, and also getting paid hourly, but getting paid a higher hourly rate. And she's only been there since November. Okay. So I want to point out that a, a ordinary mortgage company or bank would probably just ask the home shopper, how much money do you make? And mm-hmm. she would have said $23 an hour. And they'd have gone, great. No problem. Yeah. And they probably wouldn't have dug into the fact that, oh, hourly equals variable. Mm-hmm. And the rule book for mortgage lending says you have to have a two-year track record of right. earning variable income. Well, she does. Yeah, but not at the same employer. But she, not at the same employer, and she kind of switched industries. Right. Okay, yeah. so that's, we got to solve that issue. Mm-hmm. All right, husband is salaried. And, and so I'm working up the numbers and it's like, okay, what if we can't use her income? I'm always looking at what's what's the worst case case scenario. scenario. Yeah. And, and the answer is if we don't do anything with their financial picture, uh, they could afford to buy about a three hundred and twenty, no, three hundred thirty thousand dollar home. And this is just off the husband's salary. This is just okay. off the husband's salary. Got it. And what I think most people, most even of our customers, don't realize, unless we explain this to them, we're actually whenever we pre-approve somebody, we're approving you for a payment. Okay, right. We're saying, how much of a monthly payment can you afford? Which is made up of lots of uh, assumptions like how much money do you have to put down versus mm-hmm. the purchase price right then 
And the other thing that is, what about the property taxes on mm-hmm. the home? Now, luckily, they're they're looking in Washington County, where yeah. the property taxes are lower. much lower. Yep. And then the third thing is, is there going to be any private mortgage insurance right. involved? Which the pricing on that can vary. Yeah, based on credit score and loan program and all, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, and then homeowners insurance. Let's not forget that homeowners insurance has gotten more expensive of late. Yeah. And and is a real factor, especially when you're trying to cut it close. Right. Okay. Yeah. So in their particular case, uh, the scenario was, well, if you buy a $330,000 house and put 10% down, so $33,000. Yep. Um, and that property only has $3,600 in property taxes. And the homeowner's insurance comes in at 1300. I'm trying to go a little bit on the high side with that. Just in case. Yeah. Then, you know, you can afford to buy that home with just Mm -hmm. the husband's income, but there's no wiggle room on that. I'd imagine or very Very, little, which means, you know, don't go out and open up a new credit card to buy that new bedroom set a week before closing or, you know, yeah. When when we come back, I'm going to tell you the other, um, clever thing that I found as a solution to boost their purchasing power. Excellent. Good. We'll get to that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on mm, the biggest stick in the state, AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Welcome back and thanks again for spending a little bit of your Sunday with us. Uh, we're just telling a story about a first-time home-buying couple looking to buy in the three dollars to $400,000 range in Washington County, have a nice nest egg uh, saved up. Uh, they're willing to, and, and, and plus, Tim, they don't want to use all of their money, good. which is good. <laughs> yeah, leave some uh, in the bank. But they've got about $40,000 earmarked for okay. this home purchase for down payment and closing costs. Good for them. That's and, and folks, remember, it's not just the down payment. You have to put money aside away for your future property tax escrows. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for... First year's uh, homeowner's insurance yeah, premium. Yeah, first year's homeowner's insurance, which, you know, could be a $1, 1000 or $1,300. Yeah. Don't forget, yeah. you got to pay for a home inspection. Yeah. You know, that's 500 yeah. bucks. You do that before closing. There's all kinds of little things. Uh, loan costs at Acunet are running about 1300 ish right yep. now, unless you're going to pay points right. which is voluntary Don't so so we're talking about okay that a challenge that we are working on is whether or not we can use the wife's hourly income because she changed right. industries because the, the whole point is we're trying to sniff out these potential issues before you go out and fall in love with a house right you know buyers out there listening to this this is part of what we do we want to give you that confidence that peace of mind that the mortgage is all but approved by the time you actually go out and right. make it. Right. The only offer. thing that's in question is maybe the property. Right. So in this particular case, so Acunet Mortgage doesn't collect monthly payments. Uh, we are not the servicer. We're not the, the loan, loan servicer. And so we end up transferring the servicing uh, uh, to other much larger companies. And the benefit of that is what we're going to do now is we are getting uh, formal written verifications of employment from this woman's previous two employers. And we're going to take all the information and we're going to put that on the altar of the underwriter <laughs> at one or more Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac yeah. servicers. Right. Which is, which is a nice ability that we have. We don't just have one kick at the can when Correct. it comes to approval. Correct. Yeah. So, so we're going to ask, okay, are you willing to allow the use of her hourly income? Right. Uh, another thing in our hip pocket is maybe we'll get her new employer 
to guarantee her mm -hmm. 30 I've, hours. I've, Maybe they're I've not, done that before. Okay. If they're willing to write a nice short letter saying, you know, uh, Mrs. Smith is guaranteed to work X number of hours per week, uh, if not more, right. you know, then that is... Um, gives more confidence to the underwriter to say, yes, that, you know, we can use this, you know, hourly wage as basically guaranteed for that's lack right. of a better word. So we'll see that that's yet to be determined. But in the meantime, right mm -hmm. away after talking to him on Saturday, I had an idea. Here's how we can, you could go buy a house today mm -hmm. with just your salary, with right? just the husband's salary. Yep. And the answer is up to $330,000 if we don't do anything with the rest of your financial picture, but we can go all the way up to 370,000 American dollars. Nice. If we take $17,800 of the money that you earmarked for down payment mm -hmm. and closing costs, and we pay off your car loan, oh, interesting. which has a $383 monthly payment sure. at an interest rate of 8.125. Oh. So you're already paying more interest on that borrowed money than you would on the mortgage anyways, yeah, theoretically. Yeah, rate-wise. Rate-wise. They'll have that paid off in five years. But, <laughs> uh, good but interestingly, that lowers their total monthly obligations by like $270 a month. Right. They're monthly nut. Yeah. Correct. Furthermore, and this is shocking to me, Tim, uh, we have uh, the ability to do predict, estimate what would happen if we make certain maneuvers to your credit score because mm -hmm. the husband has a very good credit score 747 sure but that's now third banana yeah they used to be top tier anything over 740 but right. that recently changed right uh, so now you got the 760 to 769 tier and uh and then 780 and up is the best right so interestingly if we pay off the car loan our credit um predictor gives a 55 percent likelihood of his credit score improving hmm. to that, above 780. That's surprising to me. I, I had <laughs> never, this is like shocking that paying off an installment loan yeah. would impact positively a credit score. The other two things though that they can do, and they don't have a lot on uh, their credit, you know, they're not credit card users. But another thing was paying down a credit card that has a 750 balance down to zero. Right. So not a lot of dollars for somebody that's got 40 grand. Yeah, but it down. frees up the utilization, which Correct. is key. And the other one was just pay it down by like 350 bucks, some other little card they nice. have. Yeah. And that'll get us into the 760 range. Mm -hmm. So there are things that we can do. And the way that's going to impact their financials, it's going to lower the cost of the private mortgage insurance. Right. Which means lower monthly payment, which means they qualify for more house. Wait, at the wait. End of the and day. there's more. The other cool thing about only using his salary is that we are then qualified for Fannie Mae's uh, special 30 year fixed rate hey, program called Home Ready. Excellent. Where, which is limited to 80% of area median income. Maybe we should leave the wife's income out of the picture, anyways. It, it is, <laughs> you know, it just. It all depends. Yeah. All right. When we come back, I got one more nugget to share about that. I'm going to drill down on what is the supply and demand dynamic for where they're looking. Good. We got that and a little bit more coming up right after this break. You're listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. Again, thanks for tuning in to today's show. That's Tim Holdman, Senior Loan Consultant with AccuNet Mortgage over there. Taller, more handsome, younger. 
You flatter me. Father of my grand, two grandchildren, two oldest grandchildren, and I'm Brian Wickert, the elder. So we're talking again about this uh, couple who's looking to buy their first home in Washington County in the three hundred dollars to $400,000 price range. One more element to that story. This is kind of the complete story, Tim. It's, oh, yeah. You know, it's about, oh, hey, well, which which people's income do we use? Yeah, this is next level loan consulting. This is not, uh, you know, McDonald's mortgage where someone applies and they just get their loan. This is diving way deeper. And I think providing a way better level of service than you would get at a lot of different mortgage companies. Thank you. And so, so one of the elements was, okay, how are you going to conduct your search? Well, we were given the name of somebody, a real estate agent. Sure. And Everyone said, well, knows a realtor or every, six. Right. So yeah. let me, let me, let me just crack open the hood on multiple listing service and see if there is some realtor in that area who has worked with more buyers, you know, or just kind of rank them. Yeah. Okay. Someone and, with more reps is typically going to be a a better choice, so more experience. I did the search for Washington County last two years, three hundred to four hundred thousand single family detached price range, and okay. I came up with somebody who had seven transactions. Which in that in, uh, in, again, that that small micro market yeah. we're talking about, you know, the that's smaller the market, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot for that little thin slice. Absolutely. And uh, and then the person that they who they gave me the name of had two. Yeah. You know, one in each year. So, I mean, they're going to have to decide. But I called this agent who happens to be the owner of the real estate brokerage and had a nice chat with her uh, because she's also licensed in Florida, oh. where Academic Mortgage is also licensed. Amazing. And amazingly, I, so I said, okay, you're probably running a team. You know, would you, who would you hand these people off to? She says, oh, no, I'll work with them. Excellent. Like, awesome. Um, so I've yet to tie the ribbon on that and, and explain to them, uh, okay, this looks like a good fit to me. But the other element I haven't shared with either of them is looking at that sub-segment, and I'm kind of nerdy, uh, Tim, you know that. I'm a pivot table guy. <laughs> and so I have in front of me here um, stats for that sub-segment, $300,000 to $400,000 single-family detached in Washington County. And last February... Uh, 43% of those buyers paid over asking. And then it quickly spiked to 78% mm. in March, 82% in April. Yeah, market was heating up. Yep. 85% in May and kind of stayed eh, between 60 and 69% through September. Sure. So this is a tale to, you know, this is the time when demand is higher. Right. right? Yeah. We're, we're getting into it. So you should yeah, expect we're ramping up now, by the way, a percentage of buyers who paid $10,000 or more over asking in this micro market, 33% in March, then 53%, 54%, 49%. That takes you through June, 53% in July, dip down to 44% in August, but then back up to 58% in September. And then it tails off. Yeah. Right. So, Again, supply and demand is this magical <laughs> economic phenomenon. Law, yeah. Uh, that you, the next conversation you know I'm going to have with these young buyers is okay. Now you got to be prepared to probably pay more than the asking price. Right, and that's not actually that scary because in terms of uh, what it does to your monthly payment for every extra thousand dollars that you borrow. Yeah. Increases your monthly payment on a thirty-year fixed-rate mortgage by like six fifty, six dollars and fifty cents yeah, a month. Yeah, six dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, yeah. so I, I like to frame it in those terms because that's way less scary. If you're gonna say I'm gonna offer uh, ten thousand dollars more 
that's really just you're increasing your monthly payment by 60 ish dollars a month. And, and then though, what we have to educate them on and, and luckily they have resources and this is all going to, it's a multivariable equation. Mm -hmm. The powerful thing to the seller is to say, Hey, your house is listed for three fifty. I'm going to pay you three sixty and still buy it. Even if, Even it if appraises, appraises for, out at three fifty, right. that's what we call appraisal wiggle room, yep. and that is such a powerfully attractive idea mm -hmm. to the right? sellers. Yeah, because otherwise you can say, "Hey, I'm going to pay you fifty grand over your asking price," but it's got to appraise for that. Well, that's kind of an empty uh, offer. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll keep you up uh, up to date on that. Yeah, as as the weeks roll on, hopefully we'll get another fast do, result. Do they have that. a timeline where they want to you know buy by a certain Sooner time period? Okay, yeah, because so they got to they're, they're going to go month to month on their lease mm. uh, shortly. So which which probably means the rent goes up. Exactly. Yeah. So they're motivated. Good. Better sooner than later. All right. That's all the time we have for today's show. Thanks again, Tim, for filling in today. Happy to. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on Wisconsin's radio station, AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.